a talk to insurance executives in Hawaii, and she felt so guilty leaving her four kids that at the last second she decided to take two of them with her. And she put them in a hula dancing class right before her speech. And as she tells it, halfway through the speech, the doors fly open and her kids are running down the aisle in their hula skirts. And she said at that moment she knew something was terribly wrong with her life because she was making all of her decisions based on guilt. Right. Yeah. Let's take a step back. The title of the book, The Pie Life, what is the pie? Yeah, I realize that we have these very faulty frameworks for looking at work and life. We talk about work-life balance, but for a scale to be in balance, you have to spend equal time at work and at home. And if you have a thriving career, you're not doing that, so you're failing. Then the second thing we talk about is juggling. And if you have a baby or a pet in the room and you're trying to do a conference call, you know that juggling is almost impossible. And then we talk about having it all, which is just ridiculous because nobody has it all. We can't point to anyone who does. And so I realized we needed a new framework work to think about work life. And I came up with this idea of the pie because I noticed in the thousands of women I worked with that the happiest, most fulfilled ones are those that play in six or seven slices of their life, not just one or two. Mm -hmm. So we tend to talk about motherhood or parenthood and work as though those are the only two dimensions of our life. But another part of our life is our relationship or quest to find one and our friends and our community and our hobbies and our health. And when you're not paying attention to those other things, you can't have a full and really good life. And so when you realize that, yes, give yourself permission to have that mom's night out or the date night or that time with your favorite hobby that you enjoyed as a child, those are things that we need to do to be better people. It makes Mm -hmm. you a better parent, a better worker, a better partner. I'm not going to ask you to offer any critique of this type of thinking or whatnot, but obviously back when Sheryl Sandberg released Lean In and, and all that other stuff, I mean, it was noteworthy prior to that, but it became this huge, you know, spotlight shining on women in positions of authority and what that did to the rest of their life, but how they went on to achieve even greater things. In your opinion, this spotlight, this type of notoriety, this additional sort of new cycle exposure to stuff like this can only be a good thing, right? I mean, talking about it rather than not talking about it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think talking about lean in as controversial is so ridiculous, and so many people say it's controversial. But at the same time, it really is saying step up to the plate. If you're in a conference room, don't sit in the back, sit at the table. And so I think it was a really wonderful message. I happen to be a little biased. I was quoted on page 16 of Lean In, which hopefully until now was my claim to fame. Hopefully, the pie life will be my claim to fame. But really, I think what's so important about her message is saying, like, go for it, right? And we don't hear that message enough as women. Men tend to hear that message all the time. Women could probably use a big dose of that. Can you give us kind of a scorecard of where we are in 2016, 2017 with opportunities for women in leadership? So I think in the last three years, we've seen an enormous sea change in how we talk about work and life and also just men's involvement in parenting. And that's why we've seen such a rise in parental leave policies as opposed to just maternity leave policies. Every time you hear the phrase maternity leave, you should switch it to parental leave because you can't be equals at work if you're not equals at home. And if you are on maternity leave for three months and your husband did not get a 
any maternity leave. He's 500 hours behind in childcare. So that can be really difficult. So one of the best things that's happened in the last few years, if you've seen that there is this new focus on parental leave policies, and that is awesome. We're still well behind. We're the only developed country in the world that doesn't have institutionalized leave, but I think that will change very soon, and that's wonderful. And I think that the other amazing thing is that when I give talks now, I used to give talks to rooms full of women Mm -hmm. about work-life balance, and now there's never a talk I give where there's not men in the room. Mm -hmm. Men care about this issue enormously. And I also would love to say that it's so important to have work-life balance even if you have no kids. You know, everyone in this world needs a personal life, and anyone who's doing one thing exclusively can't have a happy, fulfilling life. I find it interesting when authors, thought leaders, invent a word. In particular, uh, fond of the the word you have here called partnership, rather than partnership. What is partnership? Yeah, so it's one of my favorite topics, which is I've never seen anyone reach their potential who isn't either single or has a partner who believes in their dreams and supports their dreams. It's really hard to be successful if you have a partner who expects you to do 90% of the work at home or the childcare. That's not going to fly if you have a full-time job. And so the idea is if you feel like you have been doing way more than your fair share at home, sit down tonight, start tonight, don't wait you know, a month. Or we always have excuses of why this is a bad time for a conversation.